good vibes. A good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons. have taken control as to bring you this special show. Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Only good vibes is the plan. Only good vibes, good vibes. Okay, this is called the Knutson Effect. Welcome to the Only Good Vibes show. Thanks for taking time to have a chat with us. Of course, of course. Excited. How are you guys getting on out there? Are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, everything's good, you know? Where, do, good where are you based right now? Are you in Florida? Am I right in saying that? I'm in the Caribbean. In the right Caribbean? Oh, All right. wow. okay. I'm very, very <laughs> jealous right now. <laughs> oh, it's hot. It's hot. So, you know, yeah. I guess that's a good thing. I prefer that to, you know, colder weather. <laughs> you wouldn't like Scotland then? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Am I right in saying, Lithoya, is your family Scottish-based? Or was someone from Scotland in your family? Oh, okay. So you've been hearing the stories. It's <laughs> not any close connection or anything, but at a point I got into genealogy and family research. Yeah. And um, my family is Magruder family. No, um, yeah, from Perth. I think that Perth is that. Oh yeah, 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 Perth. Yeah, it's up north. Yeah, Alexander Magruder. That's like my like seventh, eighth millionth great grandfather or something like that. Yeah, the the black side of the family and the white side of the family hooked up, and we found out who was dabbling in stuff they shouldn't have back in the day. Oh right. <laughs> 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 We need, to go and, we need to go and trace your family back then, Latoya, because that's not too far from me and John Perth. That's not too far away. Oh, really? I want to visit so bad. I actually have some cousins there that, you know, we can name them. We know where they are. There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of these days I'm going to get there. I can't wait. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Have you done that, John? Have you ever done your family tree? I'd love to do the family tree. I need to do I it. I don't think I have. No, I've seen the, the family tartan, but I don't know the, the whole family <laughs> family tree, the family history and all that. <laughs> Latoya, I did not know that John had a family tartan. I need to see John in a kilt in this family tartan. <laughs> um, <laughs> a wonderful sight. <laughs> well, actually, I'd probably be pretty interested in seeing that. Um, if you're going to lie, are you going to play in the pipes? Yeah, everything yeah. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Harry and you know all this. <laughs> I'll just I'll just sing to you. I'll sing to you. <laughs> John, don't sing. Hey, <laughs> you know, you know so. like I said, you never know. <laughs> Latoya, I'm looking out the window right now, and you might not want to come to Scotland. Maybe give it another couple of weeks because it is wet. It still feels like winter. It still feels like uh, Chinese. Is, is it wet over you? I'm, I've, got, I've got a little bit of sunshine over here. I'm yeah, stealing yeah, all sure. the sunshine, Paul. Yeah, it's very wet where I am in Scotland. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. How is it in the Caribbean? I'm guessing it's very warm over there right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had the, the fan on, but I'm like, I don't want them hearing woo, 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 woo in the background, you know, while we're trying to chat. So yeah. we had to kind of do what we can. I have my... Oh, wow. it must be hot. It's very glamorous. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, people who, who know me, they know this is like my signature. I have one in every color for every outfit, always have, uh-huh. you know, my fan. That's my thing. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm trying to stay cool. <laughs> stay cool while staying cool. Look cool, staying cool. You know, that's that's the goal, you know. Have you guys got a studio over there, Latoya? Have you got a studio where you guys are? Because I know you and Rich have been working in a lot of a lot of music recently, have you? Yeah, um, actually... 
I work with the Spire studio right now because right. Um, I haven't sent over my, my studio equipment, like the full shebang yet. So I found an alternative that I'm very happy with. Yeah. And it's actually an all-in-one studio. And that's what you've been hearing. My Everything that's come out this year has been on that Spire studio. I love Brilliant. it. Brilliant. It's a great piece of technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's making things much more easeable and accessible to record and create music, isn't it? I, yeah, I might not go back. <laughs> I actually can say that. I, I might just stick with this because it's, yeah. it's been amazing for me and I would not have been able to do what I've done thus far yeah, without yeah. that. So yeah. what's, that, what's that called again, did you say? It's um, by Isotope. It's oh, the okay. Spire Studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've not, I've not dabbled with that one. Yeah, I'm my biggest fan. <laughs> John John should get it because he has the voice of an angel. <laughs> really now? Okay, okay. So I, this is the second time it's come up. So now I'm going to need you to like get on the track and let's let's hear what you can do. You know what I mean? So is your voice more like Lou Rawls or John Bon Jovi? Like, which is? I think really going to need to work its magic on this one. <laughs> extra extra auto tune. It sounds like something between. A cat getting strangled and a bagpipe getting drowned. <laughs> That's probably been quite generous, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that could be fascinating. I think <laughs> the only one that might be able to work with that and make it into something that's hot is Timberland. But you know. <laughs> even at that. Even at that. Timberland can make anything hot. Like literally anything. <laughs> yeah. You can like, it could be the garbage disposal. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I love how he makes all the sounds like just with like his mouth and stuff like before he actually goes in and uses any synthesizers he's already got that sound in his head before he even starts making it exactly exactly it's 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 a unique it's a gift it's a gift definitely mm-hmm. sorry my eyelash falls off just keep talking <laughs> that's a great thing about zoom you can use it as a mirror as well if you have to just to see what's going on <laughs> right right I, you think i'm looking at you but i'm really up there like oh <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been in the caribbean for we've been here um much of the pandemic most mm-hmm. of the pandemic is just less stressful i can get more done I, I like a peaceful environment when i'm trying to get some work done awesome so you know, we like it. <laughs> what's the place called, Latoya? What, what place is it in the Caribbean? In the Dominican Republic. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. God, I'm mm-hmm. so jealous. So jealous. I'm more, <laughs> more, more jealous like, every time you're telling us things. <laughs> well, you know, it's everything's got its its good and its bad. It's just for what we're doing, it's more good here <laughs> for me. You know, like we went through a curfew. I, I'm not even sure if we're still in the curfew, but yeah. it didn't matter to me because I'm not, you know, out there partying until three in the morning. You know, those days are, uh, you know, a, a memory. You're just singing till three in the morning there? <laughs> <laughs> if it calls for it. And actually in November, I was singing until three, four in the morning, but it was like a small private Yacht show. I don't know if you've seen some of the videos. So yeah. for singing, it's different, but being out there dancing and just going crazy, I can't hang. I'm like, I, I wish, um, you know, I, I think there's some Fresh Prince of Bel Air reruns on. It's 10 o'clock. I might need to get the <laughs> Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> they never get old. Never get old, the old Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I found myself watching a lot more nature programs. I, I sat yesterday and it's something called Spring Watch and it's just like rabbits in the field, just playing in the field. And I thought, I'll happily sit and watch these rabbits for about half an hour on the television. You know, I, I must be getting old, Latoya. I must be getting old. No, I, you know what I think it is? It might be a little deeper than that because there was a point where like my sleep was just all over the place. When you don't have someone giving you a schedule sometimes like nine to five or whatever, sometimes you stay up late. Sometimes you wake up early and it's just all over the place. So when yeah. I needed to regulate it for some of the music projects I was doing, yeah. the only thing that will put me to sleep are those um, like the aquarium, or the the animal channel shows where oh, the yeah. guys yeah. look oh. at the sheep laying in the coral. <laughs> and then it has all of this, I mean, I would just be out. But then unfortunately... If it's like a marathon or something, like the next episode would be cheetahs and like the jungle. And then you hear ah! and all of this and then I'm jumping up. And, yeah, it's a mess. It's a circus in here. Next. That was a great impression of a cheetah. <laughs> yeah, we go from like peaceful fish in an aquarium to like animals eating each other or something. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> not good for the sleeping habits. I don't think. Vivid <laughs> dreams. Vivid dreams, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's things been over there with uh, like coronavirus and all that as well? Are you guys kind of starting to come out of lockdown as well? It's actually, because we're out in a little more remote country kind of part. Like I said, I, I, I like my peaceful times. And it, in comparison to, you know, major cities around the world, it's almost been nothing, man. I mean, we there's been cases, of course, but, you know, they are very, very low. Yeah. It's in, and in the fatalities, it's almost nothing. So like I said, I'm blessed to be able to be where I am. Yeah. And it's it's working, you know. So if me and John jump on a plane right now, can we come and join you? We'll do a COVID test and we'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Right? yeah. Come on then for we'll sleep sure. On the beach. Sleep on the beach, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's not the same amount of rules here as in some places. So, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like the Wild West or anything, but you know, it's yeah. less pressing in those regards. <laughs> I haven't seen John's face for well, I've seen it a couple of weeks ago, but that after before that was like a year ago, I think, wasn't it? It's all Zoom chats now. I was wow, to the wow. every night on Zoom, but yeah, in the flesh, it was almost a year, almost a year. Yeah. So was there like a lockdown, or you guys are just sick of each other? Yeah. <laughs> a, bit of, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> Definitely a bit of both. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but thanks for bringing it up, Latoya. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to ask because, you know, you never know what your answer is going to be. No, just locked, lockdown has been so fierce over here. It's just been like relentless. As it's only just like three like, separate lockdowns, um, and each one was like progressively longer as well. So the last one yeah. went for like four or five months or something. Yeah, so it's just starting to ease like off. Not out of the house other than working at home, but uh, other than that, it's been a great year. <laughs> all in all. <laughs> Well, it's good to see you still so like, you know, smiley, the good vibes, you know, yeah, all of that, having to deal with that. You know, it's it's yeah. a state of mind. You got to put yourself in that place to to, to get through. And, you know, yeah. a lot of these I a lot of these remember. chats, a lot of these interviews just came for, off the back of that because we hadn't we didn't have this show before it. So the positive has kind of outweighed the negative. Definitely. There's been a lot of, a lot of positivity from it. Yeah. And I, I definitely I wonder you know, when I hear people that have not found one positive, one positive thing out of this whole pandemic. Yeah. I found so many. Mm -hmm. I've actually been able to get back into being a recording artist because of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that it, you wouldn't be 
bobbing your head to mother funk and everything else had this not happened. You know, you got to make the best of things and it gives us all time to reassess. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, that's a big part. Everyone's taken a step back and reassessed. And it's amazing the guests we've had on who have sang or done something before. And this year's just inspired them to go back into it more than anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah I've, saved a lot, I've saved a lot of money on alcohol, I must say. As well, uh, <laughs> well, there's a making, lot of people that can say that. your own alcohol, though. <laughs> yeah, I actually started making my own alcohol. Literally, I actually started making it. I got to that point. I was like, oh, well, I might as well pass the time. I've got the time. So make some, well, some we all need hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jim Beam was doing that someday. Like, I just started making alcohol. Now, look. You know? <laughs> yeah, i got to start somewhere. I might start promoting it on the show, actually. <laughs> no, it's just, well, I think. Just going back to the beginning slightly, um, how did you get into to music, Latoya? Where did it all kind of start for you? Um, well, not to sound cliche and I can't prove it, but, um, when I was 18 months old, actually, my mother said it's the first time I actually sang out by myself. She used to always sing, yes, Jesus loves me. You know, yes, Jesus loves me. When I was giving, she would give me a bath and she said one day she was drying me off and I just started singing. Word to word. Months? That's brilliant. Wow. That's what she said. But I hear a lot of stories where people like, oh, I was 18 months old. But my grandmother, who tells it like it is, she was like, yeah, because your mother called me. She said, Mom, the baby's singing. She's like, no. And she heard me do it again. I was like, oh, you didn't get the first set? Here's another. <laughs> we got two shows tonight. And she yeah. said she almost dropped me on the floor. So, you know, I couldn't do it a different way. So good thing it turned out. That's what it was. So, you know, fast forward. Um, my dad was a DJ since like 1960 or something like that. And I just always grew up with it. My brother is, is you know, was a DJ. Everybody had some sort of musical thing that they did. I come from a singing family and um, we were in church. You know, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in black church, you're, you're just there. It's not like one hour, praise the Lord. It's like this is a day long event. Oh, wow. And then there's revivals and then there's like you you live at church, you know, yeah. um, it wasn't quite that extreme with us, but we spent a good amount of time there. And as long as yeah. I can remember, I was on the choir. Mm-hmm. So between that and being in a neighborhood full of just singing people growing up just around some artists that are out there today grew up right where where I did. And it's just singing was just what you did. Yep. You know, and um. I kind of took it a little further, I guess. Sometimes my friends would be out, you know, playing hula hoops and video games, this, that, and the other. And I'm in there going through my dad's old Ohio Players records and, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and it just, it's just always been a huge, huge part of me. And um, yeah, it's just no matter what was going on, it's just always been like my refuge. Yeah, it's you incredible know? how the influence that gospel's had on so many of our guests on the shows. The the power of gospel, it just seems to set people on the right path for music. It really does. Well, it's you know, there's two place, there's various places you get it from, but the two that are almost guaranteed is music class in school, where yeah. you get a little bit more of the theory, this, that, and the other. But then when you go to church, it could be a choir of 35 people singing at one time yep. and that choir director was like wait a minute 
who is that? And they will call you out. Like, it's not like any, they will call you out and shame you before the Lord. And it's like, you flat, go sit down. Or you showed up like, I mean, they're like real taskmasters. And I grew up with one as well. My mother wasn't the choir director, but if I'm just singing like, you know, like a TLC song in the house that, it, you know, something that came out, nope, that's flat, sing it again. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, but now I'm like, you know. Now, now John knows why I, why I pull him up because I just want the best for him, Latoya. I just want, the, <laughs> I want to make him the best singer he can possibly be. That's all it is. Well, you need to go to church. You need to go to a Baptist church. <laughs> I know, and my like, downfall. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I went to church. <laughs> don't don't wear your kilt. Please. <laughs> To be fair, the Scottish the, the Scottish churches aren't quite as exciting by the sounds of it. To be fair, <laughs> hey, well, you can make it that way. You know, it takes getting used to. So, but yeah, that's that's basically. You know, I'm not sure about your other guests, but it's kind of like your first musical training is. It's almost to a point where like excellence is required or mm-hmm. abandoned. I mean, they're not going to boo you or anything if you mess up. But when you are from the womb, hearing these harmonies and and they're pretty complex, yeah, all yeah. the instruments and everything else, it kind of just grows into something that's part of you, and it's your your lifestyle as far as music, you know. Yeah. It sounds like that whole community is kind of raising each other to a higher standard type thing. You're really keeping that standard really high throughout the music. Yes. Yes. Who would, you say, who would you say were the next influences then, Latoya, on, apart from the gospel sound and stuff? Would you say there's a go-to albums and artists when you were younger that really inspired you to take the next step? Okay. Um, I was doing Whitney at five. Right. Okay. And I just was blown away by her voice because I always had this big voice. Like, I was yeah. told by various people when I was born, not to backtrack too much, but when I was born... Yeah, they can hear my voice over all the babies in a nursery because they were all like, wah, wah. I was like, wah. <laughs> okay. Y'all hear me? And, you know, <laughs> and Oofle, baby. So, yeah, when I was young, my parents got me this little Cabbage Patch Kids record player. And then since my dad was a DJ, he always had whatever music was coming out. So yeah. actually, my first one was Anita Baker. Oh, Second yeah. was Madonna. The third was Whitney. And I played all of them, but Whitney just got me because I'm like, wait a minute, she got that kind of voice like me. Yeah. You know, not not saying, you know, as a five-year-old, I just identified with it for some reason and it just caught me. And I would play those songs and sing them over and over and over until I got every note. <laughs> I'm a little kid now. Yeah. I don't know what the heck she was talking about, but hey, I was singing it. I'll sing it. I'll sing it better than her. <laughs> yeah. So those were the the initial like preschool baby years but then once I started getting a little older um I really started getting into Karen White and that whole it's just like that whole new jack swing Teddy Riley type and and like soul to soul like all those kind of groups were the ones that really got me but then on the other hand because I have very eclectic music tastes as many you know artists do um I would listen to more pop stuff too I mean it's rock yeah. Whatever. For me, it wasn't necessarily the genre. It was more about the structure of the song. Yeah. Because I just had it was something that would get me. Like everybody knows I'm obsessed with half steps. Yep. Okay. In music. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter if it was Def Leppard or if it was John Coltrane. 
yeah. if it had chord progressions that just got my ear, yep. I love the song. And, you know, I, uh, I'm just trying to think through the years, you know, Men Condition, yeah, Janet yeah. Jackson, and all for different reasons. Yeah. And um, I probably knew the whole Marvin Gaye, I Want You album, every note of every instrument and every harmony and ad lib by the time I was 13. Wow. <laughs> You're destined for yeah, stardom, I think. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here like, oh my gosh, the stuff that he was singing about, I'm singing along with it. I listen to it now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm surprised I didn't get my mouth washed out with a Brillo pad. <laughs> <laughs> it took me so I was like 20 something. That's what he meant. Oh God. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, like even now when I'm singing, like, like if I do, I want you or something like that, I have these flashbacks, like, oh my God. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's more um, it, it's a thing where I kind of, and it's so hard to explain. Yeah, some people when they hear a song, they hear the t- entire song. Yeah, it's something in my brain where I hear everything separately but still together. Right. I don't know. It's like I can pick out the piano, and I don't play any instruments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my piano is very, very basic. Like, I can twinkle, twinkle, little stars, you, but it would probably, I probably mess up like three times. That's but that's you're analyzing music almost, that you're picking out bits and you're tuning into like certain bits to sing along yeah. to. Yeah, I type like that too. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I figure it out though. I figure it out. Yeah. But it's just something where I can hear the different things going on separately, even though they're all at the same time. It's just weird. Yeah. I'm weird like that. Yes. And I guess that would kind of be as weird as somebody saying, like, I see the color blue, but I can see, I mean, the color purple, but I can see the red and blue to make it up. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah. you weirdo, but okay, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, no, that's great. So, I think that's, um, that's a talent you've got to be born with, I think, isn't it? It's, it's built into you. Um, I, 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 not specifically for I can't easily. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just that's a real talent to, to actually have that ability to, to zone in. I've spoke to a few vocalists who they say that they, they hear the melody and they hear where the song's going before the, it's even been played to them. They're kind of already away and taking it somewhere I else. You know? yes. I would say yes. As long as you have a, a a basis of, and I don't mean a formal basis, but if you have like a basis of where those chords are going, yep. like if you're trying to find what, what key the song is in, you just yeah. hum one note, and if that note works for the whole, you know, section of the song, that's the key it's in, and you just kind of play off of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably a very basic way to explain it, but that's basically what I do. So if mm-hmm. I hear it's just a random jazz band playing somewhere, and I hear like a couple notes of what it is, I can just kind of jump in and yeah. make it, make it, you know, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and what was uh, what was your first break into the music industry? Um, I actually, on, um, my 13th birthday, 13, 14, how old am I women? Yeah. 13. I had a choice of having a happy birthday sing with my parents or going to the studio for the first time. Guess what I chose? <laughs> yeah. I did not. Easy, easy guess. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was like, I'm going. Because I'm like, I finally get to do this thing that I've been listening to people do for so long. Um, And I was basically the the person singing hooks on the rapper's songs. 
All right. right. Okay. That's how I got started. Like the local rappers, just mm-hmm. singing, just singing hooks, writing them and singing them, writing them and singing. It was very rare that they had an idea, melody, or whatever. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid, but I loved it. And yeah, apparently yeah. they did too. If they kept calling me, mm-hmm. so that was basically the the first, the first exposure to oh, the okay. professional industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, oh, that must have been a lot of fun as well. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was. I think I cried in my first session. <laughs> because they kept telling me, no, do it again. No, do it again. I'm like, that's called vocal production. I didn't know what that was. You just wanted me to come in and sing. Like, what is all this, like, rules and stuff? Yeah. You know? So I, I learned. I was pretty sensitive because I had, I didn't know what I was getting into. But now that I look at it, I'm grateful oh, for yeah, it yeah. because... No, no. You, you can hear nowadays when there's some people who come in and they're not being vocally produced. They're yeah. just coming and singing and that's only half of it. Yeah. Yeah, getting the best from the vocalist, I think, then, yeah. Yeah, you can't just come in and say, oh, this this melody sounds good, let me just sing it. You need yeah. to know how to stack the harmonies. You need yeah, to know yeah. when to pull back. You need to know when to get more. You need to know when you... Yeah. You know, I'm not saying music. Um, I think if more vocals were produced, especially like those 90s vocals. Oh, my gosh. Those harmonies. Joe Decina, Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. <laughs> if, more, if more vocals were produced. Yeah. Got then the you wouldn't need so much auto tune. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Do, do you work with a lot of live musicians as well, Latoya? Do you, do you work with a lot of uh, like ideas bouncing back and forward off live? Or do, how do you write a song or go about the process of writing music? Well, I haven't been able to, like I said, because I'm just getting back to, into this in the recording because I was writing for other people for a while. Yeah. But now I'm just getting back into doing my thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So I haven't really had a lot going on with live musicians. I know some, but I haven't really worked with a lot recently. Right. And that is mainly because of the pandemic. Yeah. But, um, you know, BeatStars is great. Big up to BeatStars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so for real Productions. You know, you you can find some really good stuff online. You just have to dig. The first thing that you hear and it's like, hey, that's hot. That may not be the hottest. Yeah. So you got to keep looking. I'll spend an hour, two hours looking for the the perfect beat. Yeah. And um, you just have to, if you're dealing with beats that are more loop-like, you need to make your voice the live instrument. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got to be a balance. You can't have everything sounding mechanical. John, John, I hope you're taking notes here. (laughs) On here. No one here. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, this is, we're going to get into 102 now. That was 101. <laughs> no, don't get my notebook. Hold on. <laughs> you mean you're just not beside you? Come on. You're slacking here, John. <laughs> no, oh, as look, he's got he's got the notebook out. <laughs> oh no, really? Okay, I gotta No, nah, he's probably got other things written in that. We don't even want to see what's in that, to be honest. All sorts of plans in there. All sorts of plans. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're loving Mother Funk though. That is brilliant. That is no, that's a great track. That is unreal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The latest one, um, man, that is uh, phenomenal. Yeah, it looks like you've um, been putting out quite a lot of music over the last year throughout the, the pandemic. So have you been keeping yourself busy on um, yeah. in the studio like throughout this time? I, I've been keeping myself busy, but it's easier when you're using a device that's this big. You don't have to worry about boards, amps, chords, this, that, and the other. Yeah. It's you, your iPad, and that. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically turn it on and go, and you mm-hmm. get a, a great quality. I mean, um, that's that's honestly why I've been able to do so much. Yep. And 
also having people around me where we may be in the middle of dinner and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll be right back. They know what that means. They know what that means. Oh, so yeah. it's like, if I need to record right then, it's happening and it's, you know, they're rushing around like I'm going into labor or something like, all right, get her home, get her to the, you know. She's off again. Just let her do her thing. <laughs> let her do her thing. I sometimes I mean, you get I mean, that flash of inspiration. You just need to capture it straight away, don't you? Like otherwise it will go. Um, you mean as far as like the process of like when I get a song idea, like yeah, how like that, if you get that moment of inspiration, sometimes you need to like try and capture it before you know you forget I like what do. it was. I use my voice recorder on my phone. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times I don't even play them back. I don't okay. even know why, but I, I try. <laughs> um it's basically, I would say 50% of my songs are pre-written. Oh, right. 50%. So oh. maybe if I have the lyrics for the verses and the and the chorus down, usually I come up with the background harmonies yep. at the end. Ah, and then okay. I'm just feeling the music. Like a lot of people ask, why do you record your background vocals first? Mm-hmm. Not just because I was trained that way by some very accomplished music industry people. Right. But because I feel like my background is almost like the church. Mm-hmm. So when that lead singer is out there doing their lead and then the choir is like, ah, like doing their stuff in the background, they get even more pumped. Yeah. Now the whole thing is just on their feet. Yeah. So I'm my own high squad. When I do my background, <laughs> when I do my background vocals, yeah. I get those harmonies in there. I'm listening for the instruments. And once I have that tight, that lead and ad libs just kind of Low out like you would have you have no idea how much of mother funk is improv okay. that's advice great advice because i think people would always go backwards and try it from the other direction i think really wouldn't they but john are you taking notes of this john quick get that written down <laughs> <laughs> no that's great advice I, it doesn't really make sense to start like that but it's, it's impressive to hear that that is the way a good good approach to writing writing music writing lyrics yeah i mean And I would say, like, I have a very, very focused idea of what I'm trying to say in the song, what I'm trying to convey. Yeah. I don't usually do a million takes Mm -hmm. on my songs because I think that removes some of the feeling from it. Yeah. Um, There's mistakes in there. Other people might not hear them, but I hear them. But I leave them in deliberately because I'm a a singer, not a robot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a robot. And I can point out some songs by some very, very famous people, some very well-known songs where you hear the microphone clip, where you hear that the pop filter didn't quite filter out that hard S or P sound. Or where this one went, you know, off key a little bit or whatever. And I'm just saying, you know, my song is for the people who, songs are for the people who enjoy them. Yeah, that's that's real and, keeping it kind of real, I guess, isn't it? Because you can overproduce it, I think, and lose the magic a little bit, can't you? Yes, and we're all kind of in decibel hell right now with how loud stuff's being recorded. But um, yeah, it's like it's, a war. You know, yeah, it's like we're not going to sit there and like sing it the right, sing it till you get it right. We're just going to hit a button. I don't have copy and paste on the spire, yeah. so every time you hear something repeat, I sang it live all over again. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. If you hear anything fading or in effect, I'm using my dynamics. I'm leaning back. I'm putting a towel over my head. Yeah. I'm going like this <laughs> until I get that sound. Like literally, if you would see me recording, you'd be like, oh, yeah. oh. 
Okay, this is, <laughs> this, is a, this is an absolute lesson in vocal recording right here. You make it. You make the sound that you want. When you you have to know what you want it to sound like, or you need someone vocally producing you that knows what it should sound like. Those are your only options. Anything else, I feel like you're just playing around, and you're not producing a song. You're producing a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very true. Have you got some advice for uh, aspiring vocalists, Natalie Latoya? Maybe people that are trying to get started because you seem like you've, you're full of wisdom. We need to keep this going, I think, don't we? I mean, have you got got advice for maybe people that are trying to uh, start to get into uh, singing and where they should possibly start writing lyrics, writing vocals? Well, as far as the singing, this may sound harsh and in your face, but know your abilities. Um, right. If you can't sing that whistle note that Mariah does, don't struggle with it. Figure yeah. out where your voice is comfortable. Right. A, a, not all the time, but a lot of times your speaking voice is very similar to your comfortable tone that you should be singing. And like to me, singers and vocalists are two different things. Yeah. Anybody can sing. Oof, you'd be but, surprised at me and John. <laughs> but vocalist, a vocalist, that's something else. There's work. Like you gotta, you gotta work it out. You can't yeah, say, yeah. I can sing in four days. Yep. You know, and there's warm-ups, there are cool downs. You know, I don't think it's as complicated as some people like to make it right now that are giving some some vocalizing courses. Like I I've hand to the Lord, I have not had any vocal injuries. I've not had any thing like that I guess maybe I was born with the instinct of when to stop (laughs) or when to even to like okay this is too much or I can't hit that um you've got to be good to yourself um yeah yeah I don't if I know that I have to perform I do not eat before performing I cut it off no matter how you probably hear my stomach growling on the microphone but I (laughs) for me I do not eat so when I'm off the stage I'm like can y'all please have a bacon quadruple cheeseburger waiting. <laughs> I don't drink any soda I don't do um anything I could go like that right now actually that sounds fantastic John you could never be a singer John would be screwed actually because John eats like a horse <laughs> and there's been no alcohol but like I said all of these things are waiting for me they need to have when that last song I'm doing that last song they yeah. gotta be cooking and pouring my <laughs> rum and coke and everything else but I have learned just like you have to know your body like oh I feel like I'm getting a cold I should do this that or the other it's the same with your voice yeah. I know that those things I'm not going to do my best yeah all right so I just cut them off and try to distract myself with other things because it's tempting I'm like oh a cup of orange juice would be great but I know what it's going to be you know? How does the food how does the food affect it so bad then eating food, do you think? It could be two one or two things. It could be because I eat too much mm-hmm. all the time. I love food. Yeah. Um, and I get too full. <laughs> I try to sit down, um, sleep. And I can't like I feel like I can't take a really deep breath in. I eat ah, so much. Right. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the orange yeah. juice there as well. So you, you wouldn't even have like a drink of orange juice before it either. Would that affect your vocal performance as well? Acidity. For me, the acidity is like astringent to my to my throat. Wow. And I just I'll drink water, I'll drink some tea because it depends. Some of it's really acidic. So anything basically acidic or anything that might possibly burn going down, I just stay away from it. Ah, okay. You know? No whiskey. And um <laughs> no whiskey. <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> no whiskey at the best of times. <laughs> Afterwards, I'm like, fill her up. Yeah. Party, <laughs> party time. <laughs> yeah, the other part of it is singing is very um, athletic. Um, I guess that's a word you could use or physically involved. Yeah, And when I hear a lot, I get tired. I'm yeah. sorry. It's that turkey at Thanksgiving situation, <laughs> you know, and then I'm just like, oh, man. So you know how much energy it takes to sing Whitney, Mariah songs, jump around, because I'm I'm pretty, you know, into it when I'm on stage singing. I'm not just standing there like, no, I'm into it. I need energy. And if I just ate like three sandwiches, you may not be able to <laughs> get the energy. Getting wheeled out in a chair. <laughs> a comfortable seat. I know, I know that feeling. I've never, I've never thought of it like that, but it's very true, actually. Yeah, I know that either. The, the, the amount of energy that you must burn when you're up there as well, you know, just to, to give those vocal performances and to put all that passion into it. Yeah, because I mean, maybe if you're, I mean, you, the people are there to be entertained. Mm. I'm not usually entertained by something standing still. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and then you have to be on. You yeah. know, you, you have to be on because these people have taken their time, money, their focus yeah. to see what you're doing. So give them something to look at and something to remember. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as the lyrics, what I would recommend is um, the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Really? Um, not every song has to be this big, deep diary. Yeah. It just doesn't. We are going to, as, as a, a real songwriter, will have those moments. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just too damn much. It's like, I listen to some things nowadays. I'm like, why are these kids so angry? Why are they so sad? <laughs> like, they didn't need to bring back Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and all those games we used to have. <laughs> oh, and I know classic. life's hard. Yeah, yeah, I know life's hard. I'm not saying that I, I'm not sympathetic to that. Yeah. But sometimes that one dumbass song and I don't mean dumbass in an insulting way, just dumb, like you don't have to think too much. Yeah, yeah. It's what you need. Mm-hmm. And like, like um, I was saying to, to my kids one time, like one of them was like in a bad mood or whatever like this. I'm like, I can't get out of this mood. And I was like, you know what? Turn on this song called The Whisper Song by the Yin Yang Twins. Yeah. And they were like, if you think of that song, yeah. you will instantly feel good. Even if you hear like, where do you see yeah. It's like bang, bang, bang. And the beat, you cannot be upset when you hear that song. You know, it's just like, it, it's, <laughs> if you just put that in your mind like a mantra, it's like you, you just automatically get out of a bad mood. So yeah, basically it's just when you're starting to write, try not to be repetitive in what you say. Not everything has to rhyme. Yep. There's certain words that aren't, Singapore, in my opinion, like, yeah, like orthopedic. Like, where do you fit that into a song? Like, I, if you can, I, I want to hear what you did with it. You John, know, it John could do that in a heartbeat. Or- <laughs> no, yeah, okay. So, John, this song that you come out with, this is gonna be a banger. Can I please like sing back up on it? Like, <laughs> after, after this input, John, you better be singing like an angel. Today. <laughs> <laughs> the orthopedic angel. <laughs> I'm gonna That's make a song called Orthopedic Tartan. Good scotch for that. Done by the orthopedic angel. 
Yeah, it's like some shoe advice, just keeping it simple. I think you want the listeners to take something, every listener to take something different from it. I guess if you give it to them in a plate, then they're not really taking their own perspective of the lyrics then, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can have a theme of what you want to say, but I feel like sometimes people try to put too much into it. Yeah. So if I'm singing because my heart's broken, I feel like that song has no room to talk about world, you know, world issues mm-hmm. and money issues yeah. and what I had for dinner yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like pick a topic, mm-hmm. pick a theme. Yep. You know, Lionel Richie, from what I've heard, he's the one that came up with the word hook. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily hook people if you don't have that one thing that stick that that they can stick to. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times that when I'm writing lyrics, that's where I begin is mm-hmm. with that hook. Like uh-huh. with Mother Funk, honestly, someone asked me, where did you come up with that? I'm like, well, first of all, there's about a million different pieces in the recipe for that song. Right. And you can probably hear it. That's why that song, you start on 100 and you end on 150 with that song. It is constantly just, yep. boom, it actually feels like it's longer than it actually is. Yeah, yeah. So much going on with the music and the singing. Yep. Um, but I actually was walking into the bathroom and I stubbed my toe on the side of a chair that was near the doorway. Yeah. And I was trying to stop cussing so much because I have a filthy mouth. I think I'm doing a good job in this interview. And I was like, mother fuck. <laughs> and then we found the um the beat. And then I was like, I'm gonna hit that mother punk. I was just playing around with it. Then we turned the beat on and then I always was like with the disco bag part, I won't say too much about it. I'm actually gonna ask you something about that in a minute. Yeah. But I just I don't know, it just came to me. It just came to me. But the mm-hmm. actual term mother funk, that came from me stubbing my toe. <laughs> that is That's amazing. Yeah, because I wanted to say mother, you know, but yeah. I was like, oh, mother, you know, and then we just put it all I'm together. never going to listen to that song the same way again, though. <laughs> I just picture Latoya hopping about, hopping about Did the I living room. Did I ruin it? He's like, never make no, me hear It's even better. It's even better. I'll enjoy it even more. <laughs> so, um, that whole mother funk thing with the uh disco bag and all of that yeah i always ask i'm gonna ask each of you individually yeah what do you think the disco bag is and what do you think in it i've been thinking about that for a long time about i know what makes disco disco i've actually reading a book right now about the history right back to god it's going back to like bits of france and like around the war time and so people dig right back to what inspired disco and the roots of disco and it's, it's just a combination of more the lifestyle than it is the music, I think, isn't it? Back okay. then, I think it was more just uh, an expression of kind of freedom, I think, that we're a combination. Like the disco of, bag, like I'm talking about in the song, like yeah. what is the disco bag? So what is the disco bag? So the disco oh, bag, yes, yeah, so that would be... The flavor of the I oh sorry uh, if we We're talking about bag. a physical bag or is this like a kind of metaphorical <laughs> thing? <laughs> I'm not going to answer you. I'm just letting you know that ahead of time. I'm just the the responses that I get from those two questions are going to keep that song going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the, what a disco bag actually is? What I'm referring to, uh-huh. and what might be in that disco bag. Now that's what's really fun. What people I think, like I said, uh, I picture like you know 
like a proper colorful suit, some platforms, you know, some proper like kind of New York 70s style, some cool gear, you know what I mean? Pair of shades. Maybe some glitter. Maybe some glitter in there as well. I love glitter. Glitter is everything. Glitter, rhinestones, and shine. How big is this bag, Latoya? How big is the bag? Is it big enough for a kilt? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure, depending on what the disco bag is, you can make anything happen with a kilt. That's what somebody told me. I don't know what that means, but, you know. (laughs) That's for another show, I think. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure the wind doesn't blow. So, um, (laughs) basically... um, Back in the 1970s disco, you might want that that kilt to blow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's very Studio 54. Um, I think I heard that someone said, I'm not really sure who exactly they said, put that in your disco bag and smoke it. I don't know. Like, it's, what what is that? I don't know. Is it like smoking? Like, a, I, I don't know. It could be a. It sounds about right. Sounds yeah, about like, right. It? If it came for the disco era, that sounds about right. <laughs> could be, might not be. I have heard at least now a dozen different things about what an actual disco bag is and what might be in the disco bag. Because I deliberately wrote the song so that you can use your imagination. And like I tell people, and I hope this doesn't get me in trouble one day, but my song means what the listener understands it to be. Yeah. These are your songs. Yeah, yeah, that's ideal. You think a disco bag is one thing? That's what it is. Yeah. If the person next to you thinks it's another thing, that's what it is. Maybe one, man's like disc- one man's disco your, bag. Maybe bringing your party spirit with you type thing, like so your, your life and soul with you in the disco bag. That yeah. be that be a thing. With some glitter and a kilt. <laughs> I know. One man's disco And a bacon bag. burger. <laughs> one man's disco bag is another man's kilt and a disco bag. <laughs> I bet I've you didn't. I bet you didn't. I've heard it's a handbag, a designer handbag. I've heard that it's a record sleeve. I've heard that it's a bag of something that might get you arrested. I've heard that, like, that's what I was actually thinking to the start, but I didn't want to say. Hey, if that's what you think it is, I'm, I know what I'm talking about. But I want people to use their imagination. And when they are playing that song on the radio or in the club or whatever, that whole part where you're chanting, I want everybody, what's that in your bag? Ask the person next to you. Look in their bag. See what it is. I can't wait to perform that song because I'm going to have some bags on stage yeah, and we're going to have people look in them and they're not going to be able to tell what they see. Brilliant. Every time me and John turn up to a gig, when me and John turn up to a gig, that the bag will be called the disco bag from now on. The disco bag. We have arrived with the disco bag. The party has started. For us, it's going to be yeah. headphones, USB sticks, and a recorder. <laughs> hey, and you know, when I come in the room, they're like, oh, Mother Funk has arrived with the disco bag. Maybe that'll be my band, the disco bag. Yeah, <laughs> Mother Funk in the disco bag. Forget LeMay. <laughs> that's a great name. That is a great that's like, name. That's a band name. That is a band name. That's right a there. keeper. Keep that. You've heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. So you know, you hear motherfucker in a disco bag just came out with this wild ass album. That's me. <laughs> what do you think's in the disco bag, Latoya? What do you think would be in the disco bag if it was down to you? Um, see, that's that's the thing. I'm the disco bag. That's going to be a secret that I'm just going to take with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a bit of mystery. Yeah. A little bit of mystery. Yeah, I let I let people use their imagination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to ask people this question. There's no doubt. Well, can you record it? We're going to put it online. It's going to be a survey. We're going to survey the people all around the world. Like, what's that in your bag? Uh, Instagram poll. 
Aye, that is Instagram, Instagram written all over it. What is in the disco bag? <laughs> What's in your disco bag? We used to do a thing with Toya. It was at the start of the show we used to do it when we first started. It was called Disco Dash. And we actually used to, people, guests had to run around and find items around their house. I'm kind of wondering if you'd bring that back, actually. And we used to have to bring back um, a quirky item as well. So something that had like a really quirky story behind it as well. And they would tell us a story behind the item that they brought back. So we had all sorts of strange things, actually. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Please do it again. I love that kind of stuff. Love it. (laughs) If I knew you were so fun, we'd have brought it back for this show, especially. (laughs) Some people you'd have asked to do it and they'd have been like, Nah, I'm not getting up. <laughs> I'll just sit here think. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Could you imagine? Like, oh, bring the it. editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring it, we'll bring it back. Don't worry. But Latoya, what, what are you feeling at the minute music-wise and stuff then? I mean, there's such a great revival for music now with the love of the disco and the funk and all that. Is that the direction you're wanting to take things? What's, what's the future then? Well, glad you asked because my initial thing um, was... I heard a lot of new disco coming out and I was like, well, what about old disco? Yeah. There's a difference. People may not hear music the same way as I do, but I hear a big difference in new disco and that old classic disco. And I just missed that sound and I missed the types of voices that you would hear over it and just yeah. lighthearted lyrics. Like, you know, with turning my heart, yep. it's just kind of like, it's not that deep. It's not, it's not, a, it's, it's, I guess it could be considered a sad song lyrically, yeah. but it still kind of feels lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of disco songs did back then. They had some pretty heavy subject matter, sadness and stuff. And, you know, I will survive. Like that song's pretty heavy, but you still feel lighthearted and empowered listening to it. Yeah, so yeah. I just kind of miss that because I think the vocals and the music go hand in hand with music of back then yeah and i just wanted to revive that and then i'm a huge 80s music fan like yeah 80s to to mid 90s i i think that that's actually my favorite time period for music and i wanted to progress through the decades right and just bring back those sounds and put the work in to make those sounds sound authentic it's the nuances it's the nuances in the song that yeah. you cannot do with the computer. You can't do if you're being lazy in the studio, you know? And so for the future, you're going to see uh, Back to the Future and Beyond time travel through music. I may go back a little bit, you know? Yeah. I may, you know, come out with a few house songs or something and then go back and you hear another funk song. Yeah. I, can't, I can't give you a direct roadmap, yeah, but yeah. it's all going to keep you on the edge of your seat and keep people dancing. I just, I want people to feel like they can't sit still when they yeah. I think that's the song. difference, just music that gets, makes you feel good, gets you up. You can't help but go up and move around, you know, that way. I think that's lacking in a lot, a lot of, kind of modern music. The disco sound and the sounds of the 70s and the 80s, it was so rhythmic. It just made you want to get up and jump around. <laughs> right. And and with, as far as the, my slower songs that I do, I want the harmonies and things to make people feel like still still feel good yeah. maybe not jump around but just listening to the combination of the strings or the piano along with the harmonies i put in or just floating over the track just kind of that dreamy kind of feeling i you know just yeah 
I make music for myself, but it's also very, very much for the people. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm here to tell you, I'm not that artist that's going to put out a song that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. that was popular. I'm not doing that. Yep. I don't need to. Yeah. You know? I think it's quite an exciting time right now as well, isn't it? Because it's people are more open to those sounds again. It always seems to go full circle, but there's something about the past few years. There's... It's just a real revival for the music and there's more appreciation for maybe the effort that went into writing that music back then as opposed to, like you say, maybe more laptop-based or computer-based stuff. People are appreciating the right. effort that was that going on back then. Like, analog is sexy. Yeah. We'll come out with t-shirts to say that soon. It is. I mean, I know that it's a new song. That's a new song. That's a new song title. A great song title, yeah. Analog is sexy. Also an album title. <laughs> See, I have so many ideas. I don't have to like play this back and get my notepad out. Yeah, you you, you taking notes on all this, Rich? Yeah. So um, this is how we have all our, all our ideas. Like literally, just us sitting talking on Zoom and we just write ideas down all the time. <laughs> right. It's like the think the think lab, you know. Really? And um, yeah, I, I just feel like if people are going to do the retro thing, I don't know how I feel about it as a novelty. Now, yeah. if you're trying to pay homage to it and like a nod to that, then at least do your research. Yeah. Like they didn't sing like that back then or they wouldn't have, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that part of it. And I think it comes through with my songs. Yeah. Like I, I, I could almost think if they were in 1978 in Studio 54, Paradise Garage, and you put on my song, people wouldn't miss a beat. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm going for. But there's certain little nuances about the style of singing nowadays uh-huh. and the lack of harmonies and just just it's, it's various little nuances that I think that people aren't realizing that that's what made the sound. It yeah. wasn't just the beat. I think people rely very, very heavily on beats right now. Yeah, yeah. And feel like they don't need to do the work with the vote with the voice and yeah. the and the arrangement, the vocal arrangement. So if they if they could kind of like just listen to listen to some things, even some of those B side obscure things. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. Now they get in the studio and try to recreate that while still putting their own unique spin on it. Yep. Then we'll start getting something that doesn't seem like such a novelty. Yeah, and it can last a bit longer. I think this scene would last uh, again, this new resurgence would last because it's going to be a gone in an instant if people just stick to the same formulas i think they have to take the influences and progress it in some sort of way yeah. pay respects like I think they the thing is, we need them um, a lot more we need a lot more original music again as well because there's so many edits and stuff coming out now like there's a lot of good edits but there seems to be a lack of original music coming out true true and i like i always say if you're not going to do it better at, at the minimum just as well but if you're not going to do it better leave it alone yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just because you like that song doesn't mean you're supposed to sing it. That's like when you go shopping. Just because that dress looks good on that mannequin doesn't mean it's for you. You know? So um, I think that nowadays, if I just had that one fortune cookie insert of advice for people, it would be do more listening than singing, rapping, or whatever else before you actually put this thing down as a recording. It's just like mm. when you're in a conversation, more listening than talking yep. comes to a better outcome. Same yep. thing with music. Listen. Put in more time listening. When you're recording, listen back every time you put something down. 
Not everybody is Pete Pablo can record an eight song, eight, eight songs in 45 minutes. It's like album's yeah. done. Can you do that. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, Peter Pablo do that? No, 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 like that. He was like, it don't take nothing but 45 minutes to record a whole album. Something like that. I can't do <laughs> that thing. You know, my family's from the South. But yeah, I was like, that's dope. But he can do that. Okay. You ain't there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I think that's quite a quick fix. People want the quick it fix. It takes decades to be able to do that. You don't just walk in and just because you just got a computer for your birthday, now all of a sudden you can do things like that. It don't work that way. Man. Take takes me at least three hours to warm up my vocal cords before I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's he keeps drinking lemon tea. Too many lemons. Too much, too much coffee. Yeah, don't do anything. And he, he eats too much as well. Toya, he's eating a lot too much over there. So he's, he just wants to sleep. Too much lemon juice, lemonade, and lots of fatty foods. That yeah, that's what I mean. Something. The good stuff in life. You know, they keep trying to take it away. Like, just you got to have some joys in life. I guess everything in moderation. That's, yeah. But yeah, I I love food. I love stuff. I like taking naps, you know. <laughs> these these are the greatest joys in life. That is. Yeah, like, aren't you supposed to live life? Isn't that what, like, the derivative of the word, live life? And, you know, I don't know. Well, we always like to ask him some random questions as well, Latoya. So, what, what, this is quite an easy one to start with. What would you say is your favorite meal if you could only have one meal, like, for the rest of time? What would that meal be? Meal? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, it's difficult. It's a tough one. Okay, okay. John always can do it with the tough ones. One meal. I think it would be this butter poached lobster roll Ooh, in wow, Martha's that's... Vineyard. I don't even remember the name of the restaurant. I'll think of it probably as soon as we get off of here. <laughs> I have a picture of it from when I had it, and I just look at it sometimes like, life is good. Life is good. <laughs> I could taste it. It was just, oh my God, that's think, like think... the best thing I've ever eaten. I think that'll be my last meal as well, John. If I could have one, I might have that. That sounds so good. I'm going to make that mine as well. And it wasn't like one of those little, like, like weak kind of lobster rolls where it's like the size of a hot dog bun with some yeah. little chopped up stuff. And no, it was all big chunks of lobster and oh, nice. butter, nothing Ooh. else oh, on this like pretzel bun kind of roll. And it's just, I'm, I'm about to cry. <laughs> so ready to eat right now. I want one. I want. One. I want two. <laughs> I've got a funny question for you. You can probably both answer this one. What is your most used emoji? What is the emoji that you always go to? Texting, WhatsApp. What is your go-to emoji? Oh my gosh! One, one. If you could only use one emoji from now on. <laughs> from now on, it would what probably is- be that little shit guy. I love that thing. <laughs> I love that. They have like these pillows with it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I love that thing. Yeah, that's a good one. I use it even when I need to. <laughs> John, like, you? That's well, a good I'm, one. I, I'm a blue thumb man. <laughs> like sometimes I just kind of like send it to people. They're like, what was wrong? I'm like, nothing. I just wanted to put it in the screen. Dude, I want the pillow, the little pillow that they came up with. Just wanted to brighten up your day. Yeah. <laughs> great. It's great. Who comes up with what this? Is, uh, what would you say? What's your kind of favorite Netflix show at the moment? What are you binging on at the moment on Netflix? Um, oh my gosh. I just saw. Um, why am I drawing a blank on all these names? It's with Mario Casas, the Spanish actor. Oh, okay. The, the Innocence, Los Inocentes. The oh, Innocence. Okay. Man, that was good because it's by it's like one of my favorite actors. And oh. then the the writer of it, they just come together. 
I was on that thing, like yelling at the screen, like like my 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 brothers and everybody, like they they yell at the game when football is on, American football. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just like, no, she didn't, and you know, so good. I think I'm going to watch it again. What was a documentary or a movie or TV show? It was um a series. I think it was a series. Yeah, it was a series. It had like different episodes. It's probably like eight episodes. I think that's the norm with Netflix, The Innocence. Oh, cool. Let me check that one out. The last thing um, I watched was um, Army of the Dead. I watched Army of the Dead at the weekend. Oh, I didn't see it. It was like zombies or something? Yeah, it's like zombies. We had to do a casino heist in zombie-ridden Las Vegas. So it was based on a true story, apparently. <laughs> Latoya, he's a dark man. <laughs> I just got really confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Quite horror films. It's always horror films with Johnny's a dark man. He loves the, loves the horror side of things. Like a good zombie film. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of zombie films so much, but my my favorite thing that will always bring me joy, and I know it will never change, are sitcoms. Oh, yeah, yes. I love, love, love sitcoms. Like yeah. I can never get enough of Reese Company. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I I'm obsessed with sitcoms. Golden Girls. Just yeah. <laughs> it's a classic. Fresh Prince as well. Fresh Prince was a sitcom, wasn't it? Which one? Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That was a sitcom Fresh as well. Prince, yeah, Fresh yeah. Prince. Yeah, I just, I love, love, love sitcoms. And yeah. sometimes I I'll leave the TV running when I'm sleeping and I'll laugh out loud on my sleep <laughs> and leave me and my husband up. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're good, but just got to put the timer on. Yeah. <laughs> a sitcom, it's just com- it's comfort watching, isn't it? A sitcom, you just sit down with a couple of friends on the TV and just watch it and relax. Yeah. Yes, yes. I could watch them over and over and over. Like, I know what they're going to say, but it's still just as funny. Like, <laughs> did you ever get that when you know the joke and then the, the audience laughs? You just kind of laugh and you think, well, you know what I'm even laughing at? You know, it's just, they just want to laugh along with the crowd, you know, that way. Yeah, I still do yes, that with friends yeah. as well. Yeah. Friends, you can just watch that over and over again. Classic. Yeah, I think everybody kind of has like at least one that they can just kind of go to. Like, How I Met Your Mother, that was great. I yeah. mean, it's sitcoms are just, a nice feel-good thing, and it's time. It's a lot like the music. How I was talking about the music—that's a lot to me. That's how sitcoms yeah. are. Like some of the newer ones, I'm not. I'm not that impressed. No. <laughs> Frasier, I love a bit. Frasier, see Frasier. Like I've watched every episode for about a hundred times over, but I could just watch it. Again. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. And I want my music to have that effect on people as well. Like 20 years from now, they're at a cookout. And they're talking about what's that in your bag, and they're all like old and decrepit. <laughs> I tell you what, Latoya, I will ask John that question once every year for the rest of our life, just to make <laughs> that dream a reality. Just to like a reality. ceremony with candles and stuff. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to start adding more and more random items into the bag over the years <laughs> until it jumps out and grabs you. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got one last question, Latoya, before we wrap this up. This is a good one. Name one thing that you can't live without. What is one thing that you cannot live without? Paper towels. <laughs> That's a good answer. My whole house shuts down. Like, if there's no paper towels, everybody stops. Like, seriously. Like, it's Everyone a, must suffer. <laughs> every Everybody and everything. If there's no paper towels, everything's over until we get <laughs> I was expecting something more valuable, but fair, fair enough. That's a good answer. I've got, I've got one more question for you as well, Latoya. This one's a little bit trickier. So if you were having a dinner party and you could have any six guests from any time ever, 
who would you choose to be your dinner guest, sixth guest? See, you put me on the spot. We probably should have given you a heads up for this question, to be honest. <laughs> Musical, okay. could be anyone, could be anybody any. at all, from any time ever. Okay. Um, me and John, for- just got it. we get an automatic invite. We're not one of the six, but we're just <laughs> there, just waiting, chilling, yep. waiting for the guest okay. to arrive. The DJing in the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I would probably, um, I, I'm cooking. Cause that does make a difference if I'm cooking or they're cooking. Yeah, no, you can cook. You can cook. Do you want oh, to cook? I'm cooking. It's your dinner party. It's up to you if you cook. All right. <laughs> another takeaway. It's up to you. That's an extra seat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is wow. That's really something to think about. Um, as long as you're I'll, serving that lobster, as long as that lobster. Yeah, is get lobster. Definitely, lobster. definitely, the lobster. Yeah, like the lobster is a guest in itself. You know, like that whole plate. That's like we need a whole seat just to put that. Um, I would probably have. Um, this is so hard. Oh my! That's God. a hard question. I, but you know, I would probably uh, invite Patty Labelle yeah. because I, she'd be one of them because she can cook, and I know she she's raised right. She ain't coming to nobody's house about bringing anything. Even if she is a guest, so she'd probably bring one of those pies or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I would bring RuPaul. Yeah, because that's RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> he would look stylish. He would look stylish at that dinner party. Yeah, I would just like need to sit like probably on 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 RuPaul's lap. I'd probably <laughs> sit while well, I'm my lobster roll and my Patty Labelle pie. <laughs> and let's see, um, it'd be a great dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, we don't want no picky eaters, so you yeah. know, um, I would probably invite Tamar Braxton because I think she is so hilarious just being herself like she would need to be there yep um and there's actually a a, a blogger that i like called funky dineva right. like i need to be in dineva's presence if you hear that out there come on down we'll, we'll go boating or something yeah come on down here how many seats you got two left two left two, two left mm-hmm. okay um Let's see. I would probably have alive uh, or dead, alive or dead as well. Oh, That's alive it. or dead. Okay, okay. Let me mention that, John. <laughs> uh, musical, musical figures or anybody for the from the past as well. Yeah, I got. I got to choose well. Um, probably. Uh, and this is off the top of my head. I'd probably invite Tia Maori. Because her kitchen is always clean and she looks like when stuff's over, she'd be like, can I help with anything? <laughs> so yeah, she'd probably help me clean up afterwards and put the food away and all this stuff. Um, one more. No. Um, I just thank you, Latoya, for putting so much effort into thinking this through. Most guests just kind of grab a few names and that's it. But you're giving this a real thought. Oh, am I doing too much? No, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm saying thank you for giving it so much effort because oh, most, <laughs> most of the guests don't really bother. <laughs> I like how I like how much effort you're giving this. And no, then, I feel like you're I actually probably... planning this dinner party now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this dinner party. <laughs> Putting places out of the table and all that. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, yeah. So like, all right, all right. Let me let me focus. Like the last one has to be good. Um. I would probably invite like Billie Holiday. Yeah. And it's nothing musical at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just seems so like 
if somebody's acting up, like say RuPaul tries to like sneak some lobster off my roll, <laughs> and then King Mar is like, uh uh-uh, uh, where they do that? Billy Holiday would get everybody together. Everybody. She would kick everybody out of my house if they started acting <laughs> with a cigarette in her hand, even though I don't want smoking in my house. It's just I let her hold it just for effect, for dramatic effect. Like, you know, like, I need to get up out of here, all right? And then just like lay out on the couch all cool. Yeah, that'd be dope, man. When is this that party? Is a, that is one hell of a dinner party. I want to go. <laughs> what, what I find interesting there is that, that lobster's so good that you wouldn't share it with RuPaul. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love everything about you, but no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks so much, Lito. Thanks for coming on, taking time of a chat and listening to our random nonsense. It's been a, a pleasure learning more about your music, more about your story, and hopefully the viewers will go and check more of your music out. Thank you so much. I am completely honored that you wanted to speak with me, interview me, find out more about me, and just yeah, well, definitely just supporting. You know, yeah. yeah thanks so much for coming on. It's been good chatting to you and just getting to know you a little bit and uh, having a bit of fun with you as well. <laughs> thanks. And house music coming soon. Survey yes. says <laughs> house music. So we've got a single coming out very shortly. I'm talking like week, two weeks. First house song I've done in ages, Brilliant. and hope you like it. Awesome. Brilliant. Looking forward to it. That's a teaser to end on right there, I think, isn't it? <laughs> where, where can people go to see about your music and what you're up to? Is it the, do you have your Facebook page and all that stuff? Yes, I am on Facebook. I'm Groove LeMay. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, G-R-O-V-E. Instagram and YouTube, it is so LeMay, so underscore LeMay. And I'm um, trying to remember all these. And and you can find me on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At LeMay Music. So, um, yeah. I, I hope I got all those right. I'm sure we'll be able to uh, put yep. something. There's <laughs> a lot of different things. A lot of the links. Click down there. <laughs> it's probably easy. Oh, yeah. Like one of the YouTubers. Like, like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boo. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's that. Brilliant. No, thanks a lot. Though. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoy your day out there in the Caribbean. We are so, so jealous. Oh, okay. You know. It's a hard life. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you take care. We'll speak to you soon, all right? All right. Ciao.